Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 109 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. And, you know, sometimes getting stories from the far reaches of the internet is, is a bit of a stretch for us, especially when Buck sends me articles where I start to read them and I realize very quickly I can only pronounce about oh, I don't know, a fourth of the words in the entire freaking article. So this will be our second attempt at recording this episode. <laughs> Luckily, that story was right at the beginning, so I was able to just to, to, to scrap the whole episode and start over again. <laughs> but this just I think this just um, goes on to illustrate the point that we need to have a little bit more of a vetting process in some of our stories. But that is a problem for the back end and not a problem for the listeners, Buck. I um, I I'm just gonna have to lower my head in shame, for uh, for I do like select most of the uh, most of the fodder for the uh, for the podcast here, and uh, and I duly apologize. We we do need I agree we do need to vet these out a little bit better. So you know anybody who wants to volunteer to be a reader, you know please please submit your. You know your application to the Razgrees at no, the no, social no, liability. No, 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 no. It's actually. <laughs> ah, I just did the intro again. Uh, it's actually uh, social liability at iCloud.com. There you go. Submit it there. Okay, our first. Story. But either way, we, let's jump in, man. What's what do we what do we got? What do we got first up on the uh, on the roster today, man? Our first story comes from WLWT.com. WLWT5. Uh, Kentucky man awarded $450,000 after suing employer over firing after birthday party he didn't want. I love civil claims. They can be so much fun. Uh, A Kentucky man took his employer to court after they threw him a birthday party he didn't want. The jurors sided with him. Now his employer owes him $450,000. The verdict was handed down this week in Kenton County Circuit Court in Northern Kentucky. The plaintiff, an employee of Gravity Diagnostics, sued his employer after he was fired following a birthday party they threw for him in August. According to court documents, the employee notified the office manager that the birthday parties triggered his anxiety disorder and they have been creating a center of attention that will cause him to have a panic attack. The employee uh, asked the office manager days before his birthday in August not to arrange a birthday celebration as they did for other employees. Then, on August 7th, the employee's birthday, the manager arranged a lunchtime birthday party in the lunchroom, according to the lawsuit. The employee said that he found out about the party as he was headed to his lunch break, which triggered a panic attack. The incident caused the employee to leave the office suddenly and spend his lunch break in the car. The employee sent a text to the office manager why she failed to accommodate his request to not have a party. The next day, the employee was called into a meeting, which he said he was confronted and criticized by the office manager about his reaction to the birthday party. The meeting then triggered another panic attack, and the employee asked the office manager to stop, according to the lawsuit. The employee was then sent home for the next two days and that weekend. He was notified that he was being fired because of the events of the previous week. The employee sued Gravity Diagnostics on the grounds of disability discrimination and retaliation. 
According to the lawsuit, the employee said that gravity diagnostics didn't accommodate his anxiety disorder. The birthday party and the events afterwards caused him to suffer a loss of income and benefits and emotional distress and mental anxiety. The jury sided with the employee, agreeing that gravity diagnostics violated Kentucky's law that protects workers who have a disability from adverse employment actions. In total, the jury awarded the employee $450,000 in damages. Of that amount, $300,000 was for mental distress and $150,000 was for lost wages. Do you think the employee was justified in his suit? And do you think the jury got it right, Buck? 100 trillion percent. I absolutely do. Yeah, I, I just, I absolutely do. And I will go out and say that although there was no actual, like, physical harm done, this is a perfect example of a five for on a completely different level. You know, I hope, I, I hope, beyond all hope, that gravity falls. That's, 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 you know, that's, that's really the long and short of it. Because, you know, the guy specifically asked, like, asked and gave good and justifiable reasons to not have a party. That that they completely just disregarded it for their own benefit then. And then when they confronted the guy, he has another panic attack. After asking them to please stop, they still persist, throw his ass home, and then fire him. Of course. Like, nothing about this. Like, this was probably the shortest court case, like, that anybody's ever heard. Like, they, they, like right after opening arguments, the jury's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're good. Just, just, just send us back, let us vote, and make it official. But I, 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 think, I think we've already got, like, a really good idea. They, they... I don't. I'm surprised this even went to court. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised, surprised they even went to court. I'm surprised they didn't try to settle this. I, I'm really That's surprised. Set, like, like they really, they really wanted to die on this hill. That that's wow. Yeah, I'm looking. But, at, I'm looking at their LinkedIn page right now, and this is great. This is great. This is what the company does. We are an advocate for physicians and patients, supporting them with unsurpassed integrity, regulatory compliance, and clinical expertise. Our pledge is to deliver the highest professional operating standards in laboratory services, uh, coupled with our ongoing research and support, exemplifies our commitment to being a provider engaged and patient-focused. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah, the, stay away. Here's the thing. Do though. not they're, engage. Well, here's the thing, though. They say they're, you know, they, they, it sounds like they're a healthcare facility and lab services. Um, but I mean, I, 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 this is their license in all fifty states, empowering individuals to take charge of their healthcare destiny. I'm sorry. Uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> you, you need that, you need to get wow. your, uh, your you need to fire not only that that manager but um, whoever is your HR director needs to go, and whoever you <laughs> hired for legal representation needs to be replaced immediately because they are giving you bad advice, sirs. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, yes, yes. Do not get all of your. It's, actually, let's just let's just get it all out there. If you need legal advice, you should hire an attorney. That's a real attorney, not a Google attorney. Like this was not this was not an example of of a situation where you should get your legal advice from the internet. Somebody somebody should have hired an attorney. It looks like they're, you know? they do um, like toxicology testing, and but for the bulk of their 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 materials out there right now, it's all about COVID testing. So apparently that was like their main thing. But I love the fact that the the main picture on their website. If you just go to gravitydiagnostics.com, the main picture of this lab tech sitting in a laptop in a very cluttered office, wearing a lab coat and gloves, but still typing on the computer. In a cluttered office space, not in a lab setting. So you got cross-contamination everywhere. And she's got AirPods in. And that that's just screaming professionalism in the office. I'm sorry. Um, no. <laughs> uh, this Again, day away. Indeed. But yeah, I'll co-sign the five on that one. Uh, our next story comes from WSB TV Atlanta. Man sentenced for se- stealing, rather, 63 golf carts in seven states after trying again in Georgia. <laughs> a Florida man, a Florida man, Buck, uh, linked to a dozens of motorized golf cart thefts in the upper Midwest, was sentenced Tuesday to two years in federal prison. The FBI began investigating uh, Nathan Rodney Nelson, a man with three first names, in July of 2019 after the Cass County Sheriff's Office in Fargo, North Dakota, asked for help solving a series of golf cart thefts starting in 2017 in the Dakotas, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Nelson, a former Minnesota resident living in Apollo Beach, Florida, was eventually arrested in June of 2020 while he was caught trying to steal golf carts from a dealer in uh, Dolansville, Dolansonville? Yeah, Donald Donaldsonville. Okay, Donaldsonville, Georgia. Uh, he was carrying pre-printed serial number labels and burglary tools, according to court documents. Investigators say he stole at least 63 golf carts in seven states, worth at least $283,500. Nelson would typically steal carts in pairs from rural Midwest golf courses, usually at night. He sold many of the carts under the alias Manson Weber at a cost of about $2,500 each. Defense attorney uh, Laurel something or other, who knows, said in a sentencing memorandum that her client was not able to keep his business going and pay his bills. So he came up with the idea to steal golf carts to solve his financial problem. (laughs) From there, it became much easier and easier for him to stray from his long-held moral compass. Nelson pled guilty in December to interstate transporting of stolen uh, property. His sentencing calls for him to serve three years of a suspended sentence and pay back about $14,000. I don't get that sentencing. I also don't get the valuation of the golf carts because uh, I'll tell you, golf carts are not cheap. Uh, you know, and the fact he was selling them cheap, that's not how much they usually go for. And, you know, he they're saying he stole it, you know, it, at least $283,500 worth of golf carts, 63 of them. I mean, but his restitution is only going to be about 14,000. I just, I don't understand that at all. Uh, I think the restitution should be whatever he stole. Don't you think? Because if you do the math on that, that's $4,500 per golf cart. 
but yeah, you're really going to make him pay what? It's like almost like a quarter million dollars. They're making him, it's over a quarter million dollars. Yeah, but it's over a quarter million dollars. But they're actually only having him pay $222.22 per offense. I don't get it. But I'm not the judge. I think, I think that um, he should pair up with Joe Exotic. And um, I think that Joe Exotic can use all of his production and uh, and film contacts to create the harrowing tale of a man hard on his luck, trying to pay his bills, straying from his moral compass, <laughs> and going down the rabbit hole of petty crime, stealing golf carts across seven states. And we can title it, not the Fast and the Furious, for that's copyrighted and taken. However, we can re- however we can re we can rethink that whole thing and call it the responsibly paced and disgruntled, or or we could say gone in under five minutes. I mean, we could we could go a lot of ways here, man. We could go a lot of ways here. I mean, like wow. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, um, man. I, I don't, I don't even I'm know telling what to say. you, man. I don't even know what to say to that. I, course, I don't even know what to say. Of course, man. Of course. You know, just just, just put your head in your hands and, and recite these two words. Missed opportunity. Either way, man, I'm going to have to give this guy a three. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. It, normally for, for crimes where we have it where the the individual is nobody's hurt, nobody's threatened, you know, and this is a, a crime of opportunity in a lot of cases, uh, I, I tend to give it a lower score, but when you get over $283,000 worth of merchandise, I think that kind of escalates a little bit, so I'm going to give him a four. Stick to your guns, man. Multiple people hit with plates of whipped cream in Greenville, Buck. This is a story coming from WSPA.com. I mean, we've all seen the joke, you know, the the pie tin full of whipped cream or shaving cream if you're a real jerk. Uh, But police are investigating after multiple people were hit in the face with plates of whipped cream in Greenville. According to the Greenville Police Department, officers were called to an assault around 2.30 p.m. near the Main Street Bridge in downtown. Officer said a woman was walking on the sidewalk, pushing her child in a stroller when a man hit her in the face with a plate of whipped cream. Investigators said there were multiple instances of this happening on Wednesday. Greenville police have released a photo of a man they said is responsible. Police later identified the suspect as 22-year-old Andre Eugene Moore Gerland of Greenville. Police issued a warrant for his arrest on the charges of assault and battery. According to the warrant, officers identified the suspects through surveillance video and his YouTube videos of similar incidents where he was wearing the same clothes. <laughs> See, the moment that we started, to, the story started, I'm like, this, this fucker's got a YouTube channel. All you gotta do is look on YouTube and you'll find this guy. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. <laughs> Man. That's just... <sighs> What I mean? That's where that's where we've come. That's 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 where we have come. Like 
we've got nothing nothing else that we can like put our energy or aptitude towards we're just gonna we're just gonna pie people in the face random strangers willy-nilly about rules you know you know what the funny social thing decorum is? no no but you know what the funny thing is though if you look back in the 60s and 70s on television and you had those uh practical joke television excuse me television shows this is the kind of stuff they would do and it would be, you know, then they show the hidden camera or be like, oh, okay, yeah, you got me. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of that was all completely set up is what people don't really tend to realize. Uh, so the, when people are trying to replicate that on, you know, for YouTube channels and such, it tends to go poorly. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I, al- I will also say that when, when taking ideas from you know, times past, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, even the 90s or 2000s. Be very careful and vet those activities out for there were things that happened in those decades that are not okay anymore. And, you know, like, think about it, man. Like, there's plenty of stuff that happened back in the 60s and 70s that if if we just walked down the street and started doing some of those things right now, you know, and, and we'll take, we'll take, you know, a couple, you know, one good example is smoking sections at restaurants. True. You know, that was, that was okay then, but you find me a fricking restaurant now that has a smoker, a smoker section in it, you know, back in the seventies, you know, those were practical jokes and, and that's, and that's fine. But today, no. You know, this guy's actually committing assault, especially especially if he's targeting a lady with a stroller. Like, that's a foul play, dude. Foul, foul, foul. Here, here's the kicker. This is how stupid this dumb motherfucker is. This story was published on April 13th. Today is the 16th. That was three days ago. Okay. That means it probably happened on the 12th. You know, it's, it's got to get to the, you know, get to print. So let's just say it happened on the 12th, maybe the 13th. It didn't take me, but the length of you having that, that length this period of you speaking and me not speaking to literally find this guy's YouTube channel. I'm looking at the, the picture right now, the same guy in the surveillance photo wearing the same clothes. So great police work there, Greenville. Uh, he published it's the you know it's literally the title i'm not going to say what it is cuz i don't want people looking at it uh part 1 and he published it 3 days ago so after this dumb shit had a warrant issued for his arrest and was subsequently you know charged with assault and battery he posts the evidence on facebook says here you go prosecute me <laughs> mhm a fucking idiot hey man you know, it's, it's why aliens don't talk to us anymore. I mean, that's that's whatever, man. What 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 are we gonna score this asshole? What are we gonna do? It, I'm I'm th- I'm saying three and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll co-sign that. That's just stupid. Uh, our last story comes from Aud- uh, Audacity. Audacity, maybe I don't know. 
it, it's a story. It's, it's by the Associated Press, so it doesn't matter where it's actually hosted at now. But an Associated Press story. Uh, the Nevada Supreme Court has upheld a jury's findings that illusionist David Copperfield and the MG Grand, MGM Grand Hotel Casino were not financially responsible for a British tourist's injuries during a signature vanishing act at the Las Vegas Strip Show in 2013. So let's just keep that in mind. This case has been tried since 2013. Gavin wow. Cox, Gavin Cox and his wife uh Min Han Cox allegedly had alleged that the multimillionaire magician, the hotel, and two Copperfield business entities and a construction firm that were renovating the hotel caused permanent brain injuries for Cox when he fell while taking part in a trick as a randomly picked audience member. In a complex verdict reached in May of 2018, after several weeks of testimony, the jury found Copperfield, the hotel, and Copperfield's company's backstage disappearing ink uh, negligent, but did not civilly, they were not civilly liable for Cox's fall. Cox had sought hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical costs and damages, but jurors found him responsible for his own injuries, and he received no money. Brian Harris, attorney for the couple, noted Friday that the court, the court was split 5-2 to two on its ruling. He had, had the dissenting opinion been shared by the majority, our client would be looking at a new trial. We are disappointed we won't have that opportunity. Five justices rejected Harris's argument that the trial judge should, have allowed, should not have allowed attorneys for the hotel to show jurors surveillance videos of Cox walking with apparent ease to court with his dog on a leash. <laughs> so, oh yeah. In the courtroom, jurors saw Cox help to the witness stand by his attorney or court officers. He testified that he needed assistance when not in court. Copperfield's illusion, dubbed the runaround by stagehands, appeared to make as many as 13 audience volunteers disappear on stage and reappear moments later in the back of the theater. The jury heard in less than 90 seconds, stagehands with flashlights ushered audience members uh, off stage through dark curtains, down passageways, outdoors, and then indoors through a kitchen to re-enter the theater for the show's finale. At trial, Cox's lawyer told the jury that the hotel's renovation work had left construction dust coating the alley and the group ran through it. So their whole argument when they appealed was that the defense showed video of this guy being full of shit and trying to act like a goddamn invalid being helped to the witness stand when, you know, you, you when he was walking perfectly fine to get there with walking his dog. <laughs> That's their entire defense. It, I'm sorry, but if that is your defense that, well, they shouldn't be able to show that we were lying sacks of shit, that right there, if you would have won, is a prime example of what is wrong with our legal system. But just the fact that you had the audacity to bring that argument to court, that, that shows a major fundamental problem with our legal system that you actually thought that was a viable option to take that to a, to a, to a panel of, of appellate court judges and say, uh, yeah, we're fucking liars, but we shouldn't be held accountable for being fucking liars. We shouldn't be, we should be allowed to commit fraud. It's, it's a, it's a shame that they, they shouldn't be able to catch us committing fraud. 
I mean, do you have anything to say? Not really. I mean, like you really, you really summed it all up right there, man. I, I personally, you know, I am a huge David Copperfield fan, though. You know, so I, I've, I'm an amateur magician. I've, I've done some performing. Uh, I'm not nothing on me. I never did it for a living. I, I did it for, for, for fun and occasional pocket change. But you know, David Copperfield was the inspiration. That you know, when I was a young child, David Copperfield was all over television, and he was the reason I like you know became fascinated with magic and 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 got into the hobby. Um, some would say profession. I, I don't. Uh, now a lot of his tricks, you know. Uh, are big stage acts. So something that, you know, it's nothing I'm ever going to get into because that takes a lot of dedicated uh, materials, time, space. And, you know, I like the more, you know, intimate forms of magic, I guess you could say. But, you know, that he inspired people and people still consider him one of the greatest illusionists of all time. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm much more uh, fall into the work of, of magicians like Penn and Teller, but he, or even the amazing Jonathan. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a shame he passed away. Uh, he did. And I, I did have an opportunity to meet him and um, uh, his lovely assistant one time in Vegas. And that was kind of a neat thing. Um, but I, I, I digress. The The idea that I, I fell, therefore, someone is liable. You know, I, I deal a lot with workers' compensation uh, in my current uh, position, where what I do now, and I think one of the hardest things to get people to understand uh, when it comes to uh, work comp is just because you were on the clock and got hurt doesn't mean that the company is liable for your injury. Just because you got hurt while you were getting paid doesn't mean it's the employer's fault. And, and, and in this case, right. just because you were doing something and you got hurt doesn't mean it's somebody else's fault. Sometimes shit just happens. Sometimes shit yeah. just happens. But the fact that, you know, our legal system, our, he's a, if they had done he something. He could have said no. He could have said no. He could have very easily. Um, but also the like, fact that. Like, that's why it's you, called a volunteer. But the fact that like we he, have attorneys that even have the audacity to bring these cases. I mean. That is pretty sleazy. We know, you know, how much attorneys cost and, and. You know, a lot of times, like Walmart, for example, they just settle cases or send letters threatening people rather than actually going to court because it costs more money for them to go to court than it is to prosecute a shoplifter, for example. Uh, so a lot of attorneys will file, you know, they'll, they'll figure out what, the, what it would cost to litigate it and they'll just ask for less than that. And it's, you know, a financially prudent decision to just settle the case. So uh, it's, I, I'm glad that, you know the attorneys on the defense took us or the defense rather took a stand and said no we're gonna we're gonna fight this and we're able to do so with their attorneys i i think that's you know more the more that needs to happen but you know it, it's not really the, the financially responsible thing to do because now you've you've incurred how much cost to defend against this i you know, in this particular instance i think that the uh they should have to recoup lawyers fees as well i agree i mean Either way, man, you know what? I I would give something like this a four. I'm definitely going to give like... this a four, at least a four to that to the to the attorneys that were bringing this lawsuit. The fact that they, they they had the audacity to make that argument, well, they shouldn't be able to show us lying. I'm sorry. I, I think you should lose your license because you've 
you obviously have a, um, a, a misguided concept of the truth and you, you have, you don't seem to know how to, you know, tell it. <laughs> so, you know, interesting, interesting question. Um, you know, and you may or may not know the answer to this. I, you know, you, you are a very well-versed and, and educated fella. So when, when in law school, when do they cover the concept, not the examples or the definition of, but the concept of evidence? Because I think that this man may have missed out. Because isn't, isn't like you actually lying pretty good evidence that you are, you know, trying so, to massage the system? Like, why the, would you even argue that? Here's the thing. Like, here's the thing about lawyers. One of the first things you're taught in law school is there is a striking difference between ethical morality and legal morality. You know, it, it can be ethically wrong, but you are morally bound to argue the case to the best interest of your client. So, and I, and I honestly think that's wrong. You know, but that is what law they teach in every law school in, in this country anyway, uh, and probably abroad as well. I, I can't speak to that, but it's you teach the these these attorneys that their their first duty is not to justice but to the client or in, right. or, no, in the, or in the case of a, or in a case of the prosecutor their first loyalty is to a conviction whether it's yeah. I'm not arguing that but, I'm, I'm, but, no I'm saying it's and, wrong and, it's wrong but, <laughs> well see the thing is though is that you know, it may be wrong, but that happens, you know, even in criminal cases, like a defense attorney, they have to represent their client. They have to. But do they really have to take it to the appellate court? Like, shouldn't they advise their client like, OK, uh, OK, like my good sound legal advice is that we have lost. We should not persist. Taking this to the appellate court is a bad idea. Like, wait, like, where was the disconnect? Like, where would I just want to know what the attorney's motivation was? Like, where were you? Where were you? Like, were you? Are you really hurting that bad? Like, or or are you getting ready to retire? Like, you know that kind of shit goes on your record, doesn't it? Like, doesn't that show as like a loss? Does it like? Well, they don't. They don't have scorecards, and you can't see like a win loss record for your attorney, like you do a boxer. Oh, thank, thank, oh God, Christ on a cracker! That would be terrible if you could. That'd be awesome. Oh. I, on the contrary, I think it'd be what? awesome. <laughs> well, no, I, it would be awesome for me, not the attorney. You know, but uh, either way, man. Either way, you know. Let's let's just not. There, there are certain times in life where people will show you a glowing example, you know, of how to be. And then there are other times where you should look at the situation and take it as a very, very, very terrible warning. And this is, this is one of those, this is one of those instances. This guy is not a role model for anything, you know? Oh my gosh. All right, folks. So that's going to bring us to the end of another episode. Uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, you know, tell a friend, do everything that you're supposed to do after you enjoy something on the internet. 
you know, we all know the drill. Every time we watch a video, every time we listen to a podcast, and you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. As a matter of fact, everybody and their mother has a podcast nowadays. I'm sure if you're listening to the audio version, you heard how easy it is to get a podcast or in our ad read. Um, that being said, uh, you know, it, it we do have a lot of a lot of time invested in this, and you know, we try to do our best. And the only thing we ask is that you pay attention. We don't ask for money, just attention. But if you could tell a friend, that would be a great tip. <laughs> that all being said, folks, I'm the Razgrees with my co-host, The Buck, wishing you all a happy and safe week.